Hello, this is Austin Art Talk, and I'm your host, artist and photographer, Scott David Gordon. Join me as I go in-depth to learn about artists local to Austin and beyond. We'll dig into their origins and explore their paths and careers as artists, struggles and triumphs, setbacks and successes, and everything in between. I really love creating this podcast, and hopefully we can all figure out together how to better connect and support each other and our local art communities and create opportunities and abundance for ourselves through conversations like these and the ripples they create. This podcast is supported by people like you who find value in these talks and the work that goes into them and their production. Discover all the ways you can help keep this podcast going by visiting the support tab at austinarttalk.com. Consider sharing any episode that you love with someone you love and give a minute to leave a rating and review or feedback. And follow along on Instagram to stay up to date and share any ideas or questions or sign up with your email on the website. And keep in mind, no matter what you may be going through, you're not alone. That is why these conversations exist. Our shared humanity and experiences give us strength, hope, and a path forward. On to the heart of the show. Elizabeth Hendley is an art therapist at Dell Children's Medical Center and a part of what is called the Expressive Therapies Team. We spoke back in March of 2018 and went in depth to explore her origin story, how she became a therapist, and some of her experiences working with children that illustrate how powerful art therapy can be. If you have not heard that episode, I highly recommend checking it out. It's my second most listened to interview at just over 1,300 downloads. In this update, we talk about how the pandemic has affected her job at the hospital, and she shares some stories of the types of work she's doing now. Again, I am so impressed with her, and it gives me a lot of comfort to know that someone like her is doing what she does. Here is Elizabeth. Okay, well, Elizabeth, thanks for being on my podcast again. Well, thank you for inviting me again. Yeah, I just thought it would be really cool to check in with you and see, um, you know, our last interview was a little over two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're an art therapist at Dell Children's Medical Center. Yes. And uh, if anyone wants to go listen to that episode, I think it's number 25. Do you know off the top of your head? I think it's 22. 22. 22. Mm -hmm. I should know that. Uh, That's all right. Uh, I should do. <laughs> that's a great. It's a great interview. I just re-listened to it, and it's just really inspiring. And it kind of tells we dig into your whole backstory about how you became an art therapist and what that is, and mm-hmm. different experiences you've had. Um, but you know, I just wanted to see like how are you doing? What can you share about what it's like being at the hospital right now? And I also kind of wanted to just see like what the last two years have been like. Have you gotten a lot more? training knowledge insights into into your job into how to do it better or you know just lots of things yeah so one thing that's a huge change from when we spoke before is that i'm full-time now oh wow Um, cool yeah yeah so i was only 20 hours and um through a generous support from uh, kinder scott the jewelry company yeah, um, nice. they they found out about what I do at the hospital, and they they're really involved in what we do. They um, bring a color bar um, for us once a month, or they did oh. before all this stuff started. Yeah. But but anyway, so they found out about art therapy and and how beneficial it is to the kids, and they wanted to support it, and so they've um, helped me expand my role to full time. So. Um, wow. So I'm really excited about that because I I'm really able to 
um, collaborate a lot more with my team. Mm. You know, I'm in the child life department. And so the child life specialists come by all the time and, you know, seeking uh, my advice about how to creatively explain things or maybe, you know, do some art around a diagnosis or medical play. Um, mm. I did a, a painting with a patient not too long ago using like actual medical supplies oh, wow. um, for printmaking and, and actually putting it on the the piece of canvas and so it's just it's been really cool to be able to collaborate with with my team and also the music therapists you know we do Mm. things together all the time do like little co-treating sessions um and the physical therapists and the occupational therapists sometimes bring me in Mm. to to help motivate their kids to do the the work that's necessary to rehabilitate yeah um so, yeah, it's been just kind of a whirlwind of awesomeness, you know, being able to be there more often and, and during the day. You know, I was working evenings before, so now I get to see everybody a lot more often. Was but that a no-brainer kind of a decision, or did yeah, you have to think about that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, and a lot of things have also changed in my personal life. So my husband is able to work from home now, and okay. so that means that he's here with the kids, and yeah. uh, I can, you know, more freely go, you know, and... Um, work full time. So it, it really happened at the exact right time. Um, if they had offered it to me just a couple of years ago, I don't think I would have been able to. Yeah. Um, but as it is, it just worked out really well. So it, yeah, it was definitely a no brainer at this point for sure. How long has that been going on? Uh, since June of last year. So it's oh, wow. been a okay. year. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so how have you been through the pandemic situation? Like, personally and at work like how has that changed things it's it's been really interesting I mean I think at the beginning it was just I mean it was just so it is scary still for a lot of people but I feel like at the very beginning there were just so many unknowns and we were just being bombarded with information daily you know hourly even on some days um you know there were lots of restrictions right away um even before the stay-at-home orders um, we were canceling events and banning visitors that weren't necessary, like volunteer events and groups. Um, and yeah, I guess the art of giving must have gotten canceled. Yeah, too. yeah, that was one of the first things to go. Yeah, and it, it'll be postponed. I mean, for sure, yeah. we'll have it when we can. But, um, but yeah, that was that was one of the very first things that that really affected me as far as events go. Um, yeah, so those got canceled and. You know, there are just a lot of things that we're having to do now, like, you know, getting screened at the door. You know, they ask us all these questions about symptoms, and then we get mm. our temperature taken. We have to wear a mask every day, all day long. Um, and, you know, these things have just kind of been gradually added throughout the months, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the beginning, it was just a whirlwind of information and um you know, precautions. And I, I'm just really impressed with our leadership for really oh, nice. always keeping us informed and also just protected. Like they're, they've been really good about protecting us and protecting our patients. And, you know, I think we've managed this whole thing really incredibly well. So I'm, I'm pleased with that. So it's not quite as scary anymore. You know, I feel like, you know, even though we're still extremely cautious, um, I feel like we all feel safe and, and good about what we're doing. So how has that yeah. changed your job, though, I wonder? Um, so it one of the main things is that I can't do groups. So okay. I used to have two groups during the day, during the week. 
Um, I had an open studio group in the evening and I had, um, so I do, I do have one evening a week still, or I used to (laughs) before the pandemic. But, um, so I had that group and then I had a teen music and art group and, um, that was going really well. I, I co-lead that with one of the music therapists. And, um, so we've had to stop doing groups, but what we do now is, um, we have a closed caption or no, not closed caption, closed circuit TV system, okay. um, at the hospital so that we can do live shows and hmm. pipe them through the, the system so that the TVs show what we're doing. Um, and so we've been doing that kind of in lieu of groups. So that's been kind of fun. Um, so like I, a hospital I did one Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not quite as interactive as Zoom, but they all they are able to oh, call right, in. Right. Yeah, so they can call our number and talk to us while we're on. Um, so we encourage that, you know, so that they can participate. Um, but just today, I did I did one of those where I did a, a demonstration of acrylic pour. I don't know if hmm. a lot of people know what that is, but no. um, it's where you you have this special acrylic paint that flows really uh, easily on a canvas, and um, you just pour all the paints, all the colors in one cup. And then they don't really mix, and then you just pour it over the canvas, and it just makes oh, these beautiful right. marbly effects. You know. Yeah. Um, so I did a demonstration of that, and I had also made, like, pre-made a bunch of kits for the kids oh, nice. um, to do it in their rooms. So hopefully that wasn't too messy yeah. <laughs> all over the hospital. But <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what are you doing to us, Elizabeth? We have to right, clean this right. up. Um, but uh. then, you know, my, my music therapy colleagues have done those shows with me, and so we incorporate mm-hmm. music and art together to to entertain the kids. So it's it's been different, but really fun and interesting. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder uh, if you could update us at all. What has changed as far as art therapy goes over the last two years? Has the awareness of it risen? Has it? Have, are there more art therapists now? Is it kind of the same? I mean, have you learned any um, new things? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's it's. I feel like it's always growing, you know, gradually. Um, I had an intern last year, so that was really nice. To ha- mm. I had her for six months. Um, and so I feel like people are still, you know, very interested in art therapy. I've, I've had a lot of inquiries from students wanting to know more about it. Um, so I feel like it's always, you know, it's always thriving, growing. Um, I don't know if officially it's, you know, taken an upturn, I'm not sure, but, yeah. um, but I feel like more people are definitely aware and reaching out about it. Yeah. It seems like, I don't know how much influence, uh, vice president Pence's, uh, wife has, but and we did talk about that in the first episode that that was one of her kind of issues that she's right. trying to talk more about as art therapy. So yeah, maybe that helped I, a little bit. Yeah. And I know that she did talk to a few other art therapists after me, um, you know, I, I just heard through the grapevine yeah. <laughs> about it. So, yeah. And I got a Christmas card from her, too. So that, Oh, that cool. cool. <laughs> nice. Well, maybe... Um, so things are relatively stable at the hospital. Kind of you're, you're doing your job, but you're figuring out a way to do it kind of under the circumstances still. Sure. And uh, yeah. like you said, you have good leadership, so... And I've still been able to go, you know, room to room. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously not in rooms that could have a potential, like we, we've had a few people who are just, you know, have been screened and might yeah. have it, you know, and so we don't go into those rooms. Um, but 
Um, for the most part, if, you know, as long as I'm healthy and they're, you know, doing okay, then we, we can have a session individually in their room still. So, and of mm-hmm. course I'm wearing a mask and the people in the room are wearing a mask also. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm wondering and then, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I do use fewer materials. You know, I used to be that oh, I would okay. bring a whole bunch of different things to choose from, and now I'm a little bit more limited on what I can bring in. Um, I try to use more single-use supplies yeah, right. um, that I can leave with them, or, you know, it has to be something that can be wiped down. So I don't do a lot of oil pastels right now. <laughs> they yeah. don't really wipe down very easily. So, um, so if I'm going to use those, I have to use new ones and leave them, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, we have like a wish list going, you know, about things that people can donate, you know, so oh, that okay. we, yeah, so that we can really, you know, give away a lot of things. So that's been nice. Um, but if I can't give it away, I have to wipe it down really well. Yeah. So. Where could people find that wish list or how do you, how would someone, um, through be the child life that? department. Yeah. So okay. if, if you uh, look online and look under child life, I believe there's a, a wish list there for donation ideas. Okay. Yeah, I'll get that yeah. link from you and put it in the show notes. Okay. Cool. That makes me wonder what creative ways you've been able to kind of modify what you do. Like, have you come up with anything new or kind of different ways of doing something that you wouldn't have maybe done otherwise? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, so fairly recently, and this this was kind of more of a staff care thing, but this could completely apply to the kids too. Um, one of the child life specialists asked me if there was any way that we could collaborate on a big project together, but not in the same room, obviously, but, you know, do something and distribute art materials to everyone kind of individually, um, so that we could all make flowers and put them together in Mm. one piece, you know, kind of like an art of giving type project, uh, but with the staff and, um, you know, she was thinking of it as kind of a self-care for the staff kind of thing. Um, and I said, well, gosh, I don't have like 25, you know, cases of watercolor or whatever, you know, like I, I'm not sure what, how we could do this. Um, but then I realized that I have watercolor in tubes. And so, you know, you can just put tube watercolors on a plate and you can reactivate them. Even if they yeah. dry out, you can reactivate them. And so, um, there wasn't any problem with, you know, things drying out. I could just, you know, I cut up a bunch of plates and that that was their palette and squeezed out a bunch of tubed watercolors. And so, you know, all I had to worry about is making sure that everybody had a nice sanitized brush and, <laughs> and so that everybody could do their little watercolor. And then, um, and they brought it back to me and I put it together in a really nice little collage of flowers and painted a vase underneath. And so that's hanging up in our main office right now. So, um, nice. so, so I've used that, um, you know, since I don't have an endless supply of, you know, little kid watercolor cases, um, I can make kids palettes so that they can just keep it in their rooms and use it, you know, for a few days, you know, cause it can mm-hmm. be reused. So. so how was your personal art practice going over the last two years? Uh, you know, it's, it's the same as it was. I, I yeah. go in phases, you know, like I, I really would like to get that one thing, you know, and, and crank it out, but it's just not who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, right now I'm kind of in a stamp carving phase. So I've been stamp, uh, I, you know, I actually carve my own stamps out of not linoleum, but it's this really nice 
buttery stuff. I can't. I don't, Mastercard and Speedball make it. I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but um, yeah. but I carve stamps and um, I'm able to print with those. So still still print making quite a bit, but um, but yeah, I have a few uh, COVID themed prints that I've done. <laughs> okay recently (laughs) are you sharing those anywhere on your instagram or just yeah my instagram well yeah i think i'm trying to remember if i actually shared the covid one because i I try to keep my instagram pretty positive right so uh, (laughs) but i i could totally send you one uh just to to show you what i'm talking about cool um but yeah yeah i think um i'm just kind of in that phase right now it's it's a really soothing uh therapeutic thing to carve but also then to print it and you know have a kind of a finished project product you know so Mm -hmm. so yeah has this time period been more or less stressful than normal do you feel like just kind of at the hospital i mean obviously probably more stressful but like when you get down to it are you is it generally just kind of like you're just doing your job and it's kind of the same yeah, I think at the at the very beginning, it was a lot different. It was really stressful, and I was kind of a little bit envious of the people who got to stay home because I felt like, you know, hmm. I, I I would love to have that t- downtime, that space to, to really kind of look inward and be creative because yeah. I, I kept hearing about people being able right. to do that and really taking this as an opportunity to do those things. Um, so I was a little envious at first and also thinking, you know, I, I would like to stay safe also, (laughs) you know, I mean, it it is a little nerve wracking, especially the beginning when you, you know, we didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, it, it was really, I really kind of went back and forth about, you know, is this the right thing? Am I really that essential? Like that was a big question. Am Mm. I essential? Um, because, you know, at a hospital, you know, there are people who are literally saving people's lives, you know, and taking care yeah. of people and helping them to be healthier. And am I, you know, am I that person too or, you know, not? And so, um, but then, you know, my my leader and also our leadership is really supportive of child life and the expressive therapies. And, you know, I think that they all deemed it appropriate for us to be there because, you know, anxiety is high right now for Mm. for the patients and the families, especially with all the visitor restrictions. And, you know, kids can only have one parent at a time at this point. Um, And so, you know, Mm. they don't get to see their siblings or grandparents or both parents at the same time, usually. And so, um, you know, we're really there to help with that, you know, with that stress and, you know, helping, you know, make things fun every once in a while and, you know, like have a little bit of levity in this really, you know, difficult time. Um, So, so I'm really thankful, you know, as, as things have kind of progressed, I, I really feel thankful that I'm able to still leave the house and have a purpose and bring light to people who are having a hard time and, um, so, so yeah, I, is it has changed over the last couple of months. I feel like, um, you know, like I said, I was kind of envious, but then I was like, well, you know, I think too much staying at home, I think would have been hard for me. You know, I mm. think, I think now I'm just really grateful that, that I was, you know, I made the cut. I'm essential. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I have, I never would have doubted that. Um, how does this make you feel? feel or think differently just about your coworkers or just working at a hospital, the other people that work with you that probably normally would never get 
much recognition or consideration you know like the and there's a lot of been been a lot of discussion about you know the frontline heroes and all this stuff what are yeah. you what are you hearing about that what are you feeling about thinking about that differently at all you know it's it's really it's really that's been interesting for me too because i feel like i'm i'm definitely not right there on the front lines taking care of covid patients you know and so i don't feel worthy i guess of all the the recognition that people are giving healthcare workers in general Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there are a lot of companies that are giving free things and doing things, you know, really special things. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I'll get my free Starbucks. That's about what I deserve. But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, yeah. but, okay. but I don't really feel like I'm doing the big stuff. And so like, I, I'm just so thankful and, you know, have such admiration for the people who are really right there taking care of the mm-hmm. sickest of the sick you know that's that's way beyond i think what mm. i could do um yeah. so so yeah it's it's been kind of a like wonderful that healthcare workers are getting such a you know boost in recognition and and people are so you know um proud of of us but you know at the same time like i i feel like there are levels you know of of what people are doing and you know like i said i'll, I'll get a free coffee every once in a while but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but do you think it's changed how you think about people that work at hospitals in a way or do you see them in any way different than you used to just actually working at a hospital you know um i guess i've always had great admiration for yeah. doctors and nurses who you know just have such confidence in caring for people and you know doing what it takes to save lives i mean that's that's huge and i mean i'm just honored and humbled to even be remotely a part of that you know Mm -hmm. um i just love being around it um but but yeah i think i think it i mean it's elevated i guess now you know because of all of this but i'm always in awe (laughs) of those people do you think it'll stick after this kind of fades away? Do you think people will oh, still? Oh yeah. yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think it should. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, our first interview was uh, I think I titled it like the power of art therapy. I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if anything, any uh, any stories or anything comes to mind to kind of uh, that's maybe happened in the last two years that kind of reminds you of that power or kind of. In a way, maybe you could illustrate that to someone who might not be familiar with art therapy, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing that, that kind of stands out recently, um, because I've been full-time and been able to collaborate with people more, um, we, we have a rehabilitation unit um, for kids who have had traumatic brain injuries or, mm. you know, accidents where they have to relearn how to walk. Um, or speak. I mean, you know, all kinds of different things that they they work on with speech therapists, occupational therapists, and physical therapists. Mm -hmm. And um, one day I I just happened to be in the music therapist office, and one of the occupational therapists came in and said, you know, I've had these four teenagers on my unit um, for, you know, months, and I'm running out of ideas, you know, as far as, you know, how to keep them engaged and you know, occupational therapists and physical therapists have very specific goals, physical goals that they want their kids to 
achieve and need, you know, they need them to achieve before they can get discharged. Yeah. Um, and so she was, you know, just kind of stuck, you know, she just needed some inspiration, you know, and so she asked us if we had anything in mind, you know, because here we are all, all the expressive therapists together in one place. And she thought, you know, jackpot, let's, let's see what you can do. Um, and so I, I had already come up with this idea, but I hadn't had a chance to use it. So I was super excited to uh, tell her about this idea that the music therapist and I had come up with, which was to make um, drum mallets out of uh, paintbrushes and model magic and felt. So if you can imagine that, you know, just imagine a, a mallet for a drum, um, but it has felt on top so that we could put paint on it. And then uh, we had a big round drum with a big round piece of canvas on top. And uh, we got the teenagers to um, load up their mallets with paint and drum to a song that they chose. Um, so we all got to collaborate on that. So the, the music therapists, myself, and the occupational therapist, and I think there was a, a physical therapist in there too. And so we were all just a part of this really cool collaboration and you know the kids were so engaged and Mm. so happy to do that and to to do the work that they needed to do i mean they were you know having to stand and having to work on their core muscles and you know just trying to like reach for things and you know different physical goals but they weren't even thinking about that because they're having so much fun you know expressing themselves and you know doing something that was completely out of the box you know and so um so that was that was just a really awesome time um and and I think that's why I love working full time so much it's just the, just the endless possibilities for collaboration mm. with all kinds of different disciplines um, yeah where did you come up with that idea for the drum uh, mallets and all that I th- I think it was that um, we had this patient that really loved music and she wanted to learn how to drum. Um, and we also knew that she loved art. And so, you know, the music therapist and I were just brainstorming one day and kind of came up with this idea. But then we didn't end up using it for whatever reason. Maybe that patient got discharged before we could implement it. But um, but we kind of had that in our back pocket. And so when the occupational therapist came came in and asked we were like oh you know we really want to do that thing (laughs) that we discussed you know so uh so yeah it's just brainstorming and trying to figure out different ways to engage people yeah so help me help me by illustrating the scene of what this kind of like these four patients drumming and what what does this look like like i'm still i still want to <laughs> i'm still trying to wrap my head around it i want to see how you know what does this look like is there paint paint flying all over the place or i mean actually, what did, yeah or, actually no i i was kind of surprised about that myself because i wasn't sure how it was going to go <laughs> yeah but, but the acrylic paint is nice and thick and kind of you know it, it doesn't splatter super easily like a water more watery paint you know yeah um so we just had you know a drum in the center of a table and you know some kids had to be in wheelchairs and a couple of the other ones had to be in just regular chairs um and we just gave them each a mallet for each hand you know i made a whole bunch of them and they picked their colors and we played a song and just had them drum to it and, you know, sometimes the physical therapist would ask them to, to stand or to reach or, mm. you know, whatever their goals were for that particular session. Um, 
but but yeah i mean that's that's been such a cool thing to to be a part of you know in general is the their whole rehab uh unit um because i think kids are more motivated to do the work when they have something to kind of you know motivate them you know to to go further with it yeah um so i had one patient who was doing a, a particular exercise um but just painting while he did it and he wanted to do he wanted to keep going after you know several oh, repetitions wow. of this one exercise he said no i want to do you know twice as many now and oh wow um, yeah yeah so so they love me now <laughs> oh cool well that's great <laughs> that whole team and, is just like yeah bring it on music and art as you know. they should yeah <laughs> i'm just wondering though like when you're you have this idea and you're collaborating with your coworkers, and then you have this drum circle mm-hmm. and you're just standing there watching this and maybe like the patients are just like have big grins on their faces and they're having so much fun like how and you're just observing this how does that mm. feel like what does that feel oh, like it feels incredible i mean with with that situation and and many other situations i've had where the art just kind of takes over it it just it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it because mm. you know it's at that point it's not even really about me or about you know where we are it's just the art and the you know the kids just being so engaged and having fun and expressing themselves and it's just it's a beautiful feeling when it when it works that well you know it's just it's kind of beyond words i mean it, it's very powerful to mm. you know when that when that happens um, yeah. So yeah, I really, I really love that. Yeah, no doubt. Jeez. Yeah. Do you have any other <laughs> um, examples of things that have happened? I just remember in our first interview, you talked about that really powerful moment with that one patient with the uh, where she drew the tree and it had the hole in oh, it and yeah. all the, and the birds and the eggs and how afterwards you guys figured out all this stuff, how it was connected to her life. Have you ever had any other moments like that in the last couple uh. of years? I'm sure I have. I'm just trying to think back. Oh man, you got me. I, I tried yeah. to take notes before this. <laughs> it's all right um, if you can't think of anything. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I'm sure it's it's happened so many times. I'm just trying to think of of certain ones. No well, pressure. okay, so so yeah, um, there there was. A recent, you know, fairly recent um, situation where there were a couple of kids who um, they knew that they were going to lose their sister, and um, they didn't feel like they were artists at all, mm. but they really wanted to uh, honor their sister because the sister was a really good artist, and so. Um, they really wanted to do an art piece, you know, kind of for her and kind of on her behalf. And so, um, you know, they, they got together and, you know, for me, you know, situations like that, like end of life situations are really, uh, difficult to enter into if you don't know the family very well. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're always difficult to, to, get into but yeah if you haven't really built that rapport and that relationship with the family and you just kind of come in at the end of something it it feels a little awkward at first yeah but i've found that people are so receptive to it because they really want to do 
something in that moment that will honor their patient, you know? And so it's really an honor for me to even be a part of something like that, you know, to give them an opportunity to do something so special and so profound, um, for, for that person. And so, um, so these two sisters got together and did this incredibly beautiful picture. And what was, what was so, so great about it was that they, you could kind of see their relationship grow through it. You know, they, Mm. they kind of kidded around with each other and had fun with it, but also kind of snipped at each other. And you could tell like what kind of relationship they had, like really close sisters, but you know, I mean, all, all, almost all siblings kind of bigger, you know? And so there was some of that, um, but also they would talk about their sister who was, you know, the patient and, you know, they talked about, you know, things that she loved to do and, and kind of reminisced as they were doing the art. And, you know, so it was just such a beautiful, powerful, com- you know, culmination of all the love that they had for each other as sisters, mm. you know. And so that was just one of those moments where it really, like, I was just kind of facilitating that, but but just not really even... It wasn't about me at all, you know, it was just about me giving them materials and giving them space and kind of holding that space for them so that they could do this miraculous thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was, that was a really heavy, but beautiful one. Yeah. And they presented it to their sister? They did. She passed, yeah. Or? yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, wow. and of course the, the parents were just super grateful and, you know, very, not not so much involved with the process, but very appreciative that you know their their daughters got to do that for their other daughter, and wow. so it was it was a really beautiful time. Yeah, that's powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. I'm wondering, has have people been coming to you to get advice about how to just kind of like traverse this uh, pandemic situation as far as doing their own? Art therapy, you know, does that come yeah, up at all? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, here and there. I mean, like that that one staff uh, self care thing that we all did, did together. Um, you know, one of the child life specialists is the one that came to me and said, you know, we we really need to do something like this. You know, f- for ourselves and for each other. And um, and yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of people have kind of come to me and asked me, you know, so what else could I do to, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. to to make good use of my time, but also to you know to have something you know therapeutic to do yeah. um, what have you been telling them can you share some of that oh sure um well so actually and i wanted to tell you this about this anyway um you know we were talking about like opportunities to do creative things and one of my um art of giving artists uh, jet baker is painting a one painting a day of uh, each day of quarantine he's painted a painting every day and he actually interviewed me and asked me, you know, what can people do to, you know, um, do something therapeutic, but also maybe to connect with others. And one of my ideas was to make cards. I love card making and letter writing, you know, and 
Um, I just think that that would be such a meaningful thing to do during this time, not only for yourself, you know, to doodle or to, you know, create a card with, you know, I mean, you could do something as simple as with stickers and washi tape and just some lettering, you know, it it doesn't have to be fancy. Um, But for somebody to get a handmade card or letter with, you know, doodles on it, I think that would just be a great way to connect at this time. Um, But, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, just... I just say, like, explore, you know, art materials that you've never explored before, or maybe you have when you're a kid, but have, you know, left, you know, abandoned it for whatever reason, you know, just kind of get back into doing something. It doesn't have to be a masterpiece, you know. It's yeah. just fun to take out the watercolors and see what you can do with them, you know. So. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, I struggle with with this myself. I've just recently started to try collaging, which I hadn't really oh, done cool. since I was a kid. And um, mm-hmm. gosh, so much resistance, so much perfectionism, and kind of you know things have to be a certain way, or you know, per, you know, like that whole perfection being the enemy of the good. You know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. Ah, I think about that all the time. It's it's uh, it gets in my way a lot. I think. I would think that collage would kind of give you a little sense of freedom, though, you know, just yeah. like choosing different things that just speak to you and putting them together in a new way. I think yeah. that's really freeing to me. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why I think that's why I'm starting with that, you know. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else that you want to share with people that might be listening to, that you feel like, I don't know, that they should hear that? I mean, just kind of from your perspective of where you're at. Um, Mm -hmm. thoughts that you've had or messages you've been trying to share in general about what's going on or, you know? Yeah, I I think that what has really helped me personally and something that I would want other people to to get from all of this is, you know, just whether you're still having to work or not, whether you're more stressed or less stressed, I think this is kind of an opportunity. I mean, it's just such an unprecedented slowdown of our culture yeah and you know we could lament that we can't do certain things but we could also take it as an opportunity to really you know look at the things that we would like to do and and figure out the kind of people we want to be and you know really kind of tune into our creativity and to the things that we kind of leave behind while when we're so busy and rushed and pace you know fast paced um so even though i've been going to work every day and my life has not changed that much um i have found opportunities and spaces to to create a little more and to spend a little more time with my family and mm. all the things that i really wanted to do anyway but just can't seem to find the time you know and so that's that's something that i really admire that people are doing but you know and it's helped me and inspired me to do the same even in my more limited spaces you know i think uh i think i have really tried you know to to use this as an opportunity instead of just oh woe is me we can't go you know to a movie or (laughs) you know do all the things that we wanted to do i mean it it does suck but you know there are ways to cope and i think i think people are finding them and i i really admire that yeah well it sounds like you you seem very optimistic then about kind of what could come out of this like the good things that are going to come out of it 
Yeah. I mean, I've been surprised, like very pleasantly surprised at all the, you know, the funny things and the moving things. And I think I've always just been really um, moved by beauty coming out of difficulty. So, Mm. you know, and I think that's why I can do my job. Like, you know, we were talking about, you know, the sad case where I, you know, was at at an end of life situation, even though those things are hard, you know, such beauty comes out of those situations eventually. I mean, I, I know it's still hard in the moment, but I feel like there's so much hope um, that comes from difficult circumstances. You know, you, you get to know who your friends are. You get to know what matters, you know, in life. And um, so I, I feel like people are going to come out of this with a renewed sense of connection and maybe some more coping skills that they didn't have before. Um, that's my hope anyway. I mean, yeah, who knows, but... <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. I hope you're right. I think you're right. At least I feel like that's what's happening for me. So Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to share? I don't know. I had some notes, but <laughs> I yeah. think we've cover- covered them all. <laughs> okay. Well, I really appreciate your time, and I have no doubt that you are essential, and I'm really oh. glad you're out there doing what you're doing. Well, thank you. It's nice. I'm glad it's... you're doing what you're doing as well. Yeah. It's actually... It's like comforting to know that you're at the hospital doing what you're doing, you know, well, helping thank you. people. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Elizabeth, and uh, I encourage people to, if you've already heard this and you haven't already heard the first one, go back and listen to that, and that goes in pretty, pretty deep into your uh, origin story and what you do. So, yeah. Well, thank you, and stay safe, and um, keep up the good work. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Elizabeth. (laughs) Thanks for listening. One more thing before you go. If this episode or any other I've produced have helped you or added value to your life, please support the podcast so it can continue and grow. Just go to austinarttalk.com forward slash support. There you can find a link to my Patreon page, and there is also a PayPal option and an Amazon affiliate link. I couldn't keep doing this without your help. All the best to you, and take care.